Welcome back from another episode of the Shuriken Podcast. I'm your host, Rudy. Hey, and I'm Sheldon, the founder CEO of Shuriken. And we're here to talk about the ups and downs and ups and downs and ups and downs and ups and downs and ups and downs of crypto. Constant volatility. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a disco that's never it's a party that never ends. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a roller coaster. <laughs> I just want to be rich already and not have to worry about anything. <laughs> <laughs> can no. i get off this ride <laughs> <laughs> i love that meme too where like the roller coaster ride of like the zombies coming down and the new people going up into crypto yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like welcome class of 2017 2020 <laughs> 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 oh man but yeah it's a, it's a serious thing like crypto is constantly changing going up and down prices and it's exciting when it's up on a bull market yep how do you deal with that emotionally and how do you deal with that in terms of as a new person not really knowing what crypto is about and what to expect for sure, for sure. Like what do you what do you was what, what was your first experience <laughs> <laughs> my thing is what was your first experience in a bull market and what was going on through your mind yeah, nah, actually funny enough, I got started in uh, 2016. So at that time, it was right before what was called the ICO mania, ICO boom, and like subsequent bust. <laughs> and at the time, like, um, I think Ethereum was around like, at the peak, it was like a thousand bucks. So definitely not yeah. where we are now, because we're at definitely a lot further along to 1800 to 2000 range. And so at the time, uh, people were really excited for tokens. And so that was really when like the ERC20 token came out. People start like actually thinking about crypto as something you can build a token about and do something with. But a lot of the kind of what they <laughs> um, pleasantly referred to as shit coins came out at the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's funny. So in, in 2017, yeah, 2017 to 2019, it was like a deep, deep bear market. Like no one was as excited. Uh, it was definitely a lot quieter. Uh, nothing was really out yet. So people were just excited just for technology that was kind of like all like in your head <laughs> yeah definitely darker days than we are today so yeah it's, <laughs> it's not changed not it's not easy to handle. You? i mean yeah same for me yeah. it's like ico is a big boom where i mean that's the thing with you know crypto itself too it's just people are finding a hype and pouring money into it like big investors yeah. big even financial institutions are pouring money that like billions of dollars, um, the common day person pouring whatever amount they can put into it, just happening million times over. It, it's a lot of money it adds up quickly. It's yeah. exponential. And if everyone's sure. putting money in people from the previous timeline, were like, well, it's a good time to sell. It's a good time to sell and make their money yeah. and get out. That keeps, that keeps yeah. happening. It's definitely not financial advice at all. No, this is, we have yeah. no, not financial advice at all because I have no idea what the right move is. I'm always bad at making calls. Except that <laughs> I love crypto and I think it's the future of money. So maybe that'll happen. But yeah, yeah. for trading advice, go somewhere else. But yeah, explain more. Like, how can yeah. it change so rapidly, so quickly? And yeah, in a matter of what months? Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting because I think it's um, crypto is unique in that like it is about finance and money to some degree, and like people have an interesting relationship to finance where like 
when it goes up, they get really excited and they get really exuberant. And so that feeds into itself and everyone gets more and pumping more value into it. But when the actual like excitement doesn't re- meet like on the ground reality of things that are actually built or live that people can use like in day to day, there's a huge disparity, just big mismatch. And then things kind of, kind of crash down. And also on the way down, when people, when things start to go down, they start to get really depressed about it and they sell more. And that kind of feeds into like a, also a bottoming cycle and kind of pick back up. And crypto has been through a bunch of different cycles at this point, but like the, the interesting thing, like talking back again about 2017, the ICO boom and where all the tokens came out, it really led to like DeFi, like the actual concept of like decentralized finance, where there are actual ways to interact with new financial primitives, new financial services um, that are completely like self-custodial, unbanked. You can actually interact directly with people directly. And so the beauty of it is that like, even though there's a lot of like hype and like kind of sadness afterwards, in those hype cycles, it brings a lot of people in and also brings a lot of developers in and they start building a lot of things that actually really have value. And it takes a couple of years for it to born, be born out, right? Like from 2017 until what was called DeFi summer in 2020. So it was about three years between that gap, but it was a bear market. People actually had time. There's no hype. You can actually build real things. And that's kind of what led to the next kind of up cycle of like now people actually using real things and being around for technology, for the value they can create in their real life. So it's definitely like a excitement that leads to real building. Yeah. And that's the thing too is yeah. during the bear market, it's also the best time to build. It's when people are having their quiet time. They're able to just focus on what they want to yeah. do, help build their own yeah. product. There's not that much noise going on, kind of forcing them to yeah. move fast. And kind of what we're doing now, it's kind of in the bear market and sure King is just building because when the bull market does come back, yeah. Those projects that came out of seemingly nowhere that are boosting up, that's because they've been building and now they have something, a real product that's working and the hype is coming in. People are pouring into the projects that yeah. they want to see grow. It's just, uh, it's amazing to see, amazing to watch. And the first cycle is always the hardest, but after you go through two or three of them, yeah, for sure. like, okay. <laughs> So I've been here before. Bear market, my, my old friend, you're back again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And and that's the thing too is yeah. like, there's also like intentional manipulation in the market too. Maybe not yeah, the entirety crazy, yeah. of the market, but that's the dangers of like new coins or coins that don't have a lot of market cap meaning the total yeah, sure. value of that coin's uh, valuations in the millions, maybe or even less than a hundred thousands. A single individual mm-hmm. can actually purchase all their coins or a lot of the coins and manipulate yeah. the price, which is what we call whales. So if there's a whale, they have a lot of the currency or the whole lot of the currency. Yeah. Manipulate the price and then sell it because they know people are, Riding on that hope that it will keep going. Um, yeah, I think you actually should talk about like the the difference between like like circulating supply and the fully diluted valuation. Don't like kind of dive into what that means and how that matters. You know. Yeah, so I guess Bitcoin's a good example because you know total yeah. Bitcoin that can ever exist is twenty one million, but there isn't currently yeah. twenty one million in the circulating supply. The circulating supply is like eighteen, seventeen million, something like that. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. That's what's currently circulating in the market in terms of people are buying, trading, and selling what's actively 
able to be used. Of course, there's some that's been burned away or tossed away in some trash can from the past, but yeah, that's what's <laughs> available. And that's something to also, um, I guess, keep in mind when you're looking at a market valuation, because that's the amount that's taken into consideration what's circulating. Yeah, no, so like definitely point like the, the, um, like fully diluted valuation. It's kind of like if, um, me and you are in a room, right. And let's say there's total amount of like 10 tokens somewhere, but like right now we only have one token and between you and I were trading that token and we think it's like worth a dollar. So we're basically trading with each other. The total value of the overall market is $10 because there's actually 10 possible tokens out in the world. Um, but we're just trading that $1 and that's kind of how, how much is circulating. And if there's more demand for that one token that we have, let's say the price now moves from $1 to $2, even though there's only one token floating between the couple of people that are actually in that room trading it, the total market cap is deceptively is worth $20 now, $20 as, as like a kind of hypothetical case. So like that's how people kind of play with the market where they kind of reduce the amount of tokens in circulation. So people are actually interacting and using. So it increases the demand for that small amount. But the total value is priced as though that token times the total amount. So it looks like there's a lot uh, larger market cap than what's actually available to be used and traded with. Kind of interesting, like game people play in the, in the crypto space. It's pretty wild because it is such a, you know, a mental gymnastics of how to use and manipulate money. <laughs> that's why, and that's why yeah. crypto is seen such like a wild west scam industry. It's because things like that do happen. Yeah. They do exist, but they also happen in any other market and happen have and have happened in traditional markets too. It's not specific, yep. it's not like a new way of scamming. It's the same old ways of scamming with just different technology now. Just um, new technology. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like <laughs> Yeah. People can still like ring your doorbell and sell you a scam product just like as they just sell you scam <laughs> products on Amazon. Like that happens everywhere. Yeah. That's something to always watch out for. And like even in traditional markets, there are things that are very volatile that we had the GameStop stock that was pumping up out of no yep. like, because people were manipulating that in itself. Um, what was it? It's mm -hmm. because someone was just buying and holding and there's a whole subreddit on like being diamond hands for those Wall Street uh, bets. <laughs> Wall Street bets, baby. <laughs> and I was just like, I was just so surprised on how that was working. And they were the only reason they did it was to stick it to the man who were trying to short GameStop. I, I, I wonder if it saved them. <laughs> did it save the company? I forgot. It's funny. There's a whole like like uh, also drama where the the founder or not the founder, the CEO at the time, he eventually like ended up I think issuing a bunch of shares and then sold them into the market, and so he was able to like profit from the fact that there's a whole bunch of like hype cycle for GameStop, but it wasn't actually like <laughs> from the basis of the company. <laughs> no. Exactly. And that's always like a, <laughs> a case, right? Where, oh, there's no value behind crypto. So why is it having any value at all? Monetary value. Well, GameStop wasn't having much value as a company anymore <laughs> because they were going down, but somehow their stock also went up and it just shows yeah. it's, not, it's not always necessarily the product, but the value that it actually provides. And my case, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum provide strong value. I can't speak much for other currencies, but for Ethereum itself, you know, it's providing a decentralized finance world where anyone can interact with anybody in the world. You can have ownership over your, you know, art 
music, NFTs. You can have type of your own voting rights, your own self-sovereignty over your money. Yeah, it's all digital, but so is almost everything nowadays. It's all digital, even stock market. Your money is all digital. There's not that much being handed and played around with physical cash anymore. And if it is, yeah, that's also something that governments look at. It's like, why do you have so much cash then? It's just, it's always yeah. a back and forth. <laughs> the real purpose of it is just having full control over what's yours. Yeah. It really just evolution of the, the, the financial industry, like moving from like where we bartered and actually traded physical things. Like I have a cow, you have two chickens. I'll trade you my cow for your two chickens. That'd be a terrible trade, by the way. So I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, two chickens. <laughs> into like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Into like using gold as like a medium of exchange. Yeah. Throw sheep in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then we went to like gold and then we went to like physical like dollars, like uh, bank notes. Um, if you're interested in, in like the banking industry, look at wildcat banking. There's a huge like kind of craziness in the States about like wildcat banking and how every state actually had their own like currency they're trading. Kind of crazy time in history and then from physical like notes into like credit cards like how credit cards became a thing that's also a pretty crazy story as well and then now this whole emergence of like digital finance where now you don't have to have whether it's a card or even a bank you can now own finance and own the money that you have and trade with it a lot of volatility in all those cycles just goes to show that like in the new industry is always going to be hype cycles and and especially with money it's left a lot of like hype cycles and, and um excitement and and super selling <laughs> Exactly. And the, the amount of resistance there was in each of those technological advancements, going from cash to yeah. checks to credit cards. If I don't know how people remember this, but credit cards used to need to be swiped on the carbon paper where you just give them a, your card yeah. and just swipe it. <laughs> they run over paper. them. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that was the transaction. There was no instant verification that you actually had enough credit. So imagine the amount of scams that were going on back then. It was probably insane. <laughs> and people still went for it. I mean, now it's the most commonly used form of transaction is like a credit card. And now we have Apple Pay and Google Pay. Now we don't even need a physical card. We just give them our phones. And now the next step is yeah. crypto. But of course, through every step yep. is a high and low confusion, not sure, uncertainty, fear. and what. Yeah. A common term was was FUD, F-U-D, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Yeah. And that's what's happening yeah. during the volatile cycles is just not knowing what's really going on, why it's going on, and the excitement and fear of taking your money or losing your money is just insane. Um, but yeah. it's not not for my faint of heart. I'm just a holder. <laughs> I'm hoping for the future. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And Hoping for just, a better time. <laughs> <laughs> I really, and I listen to the people I trust online, influencers I trust online that provide hopefully good advice. Yeah. yeah. It's just kind of going over the crypto market is just going through its phases of any new financial technological advancement. Yep. And that's just how it's going to go from now until who knows when. And we expect every yeah. volatile movement to be a little bit less abrupt. So, and as you can see the charts, it's yeah. kind of less um, dramatic and exponential and more hopefully going into a stable environment. Yeah. I mean, as, as the space gets bigger and as there's more use cases and as there are other people who are actually interacting with it, um, there's more value in there. 
it'd be harder to move the market in that incremental percentage. And so like, again, as the space gets bigger, uh, volatility will start to get smoothed out and it wouldn't be as dramatic, but for now in the small industry or smaller industry, you'll definitely see those, those big swings. So things will take time to kind of level out. Exactly. The, at a certain point, the whales can yeah. come in and just move the markets. It's, there's not enough, there's too much liquidity, which is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's the volatility of the crypto market. What's, uh, any last volatile <laughs> words, Sheldon? Volatile words. Uh, it sounds so terrible. Now I'm thinking <laughs> volatile words. <laughs> now I'm, I'm not thinking spicy to say. <laughs> <laughs> Choose your words wisely. <laughs> so we'll see everyone next week again for another awesome episode. We have more about the decentralization yep. and, of course, crypto. Yeah, we're always here for any other questions and yeah, follow, subscribe, like, all that fun jazz. We'll see you next week. For the tastiest of tidbits. <laughs> <laughs> see ya.